and uh, we are pleased that the AG herself uh, is leading her team as part of the meeting. Expected are the colleagues uh, from uh, SCOPA. I've seen the, the chairperson already from SCOPA and the contingents um, of uh, uh, both SCOPA and the COCTA president. Uh, what we have received um, through our offices. I think uh, um, Mr. Peter Paul uh, could uh, relate to those apologies. Uh, uh, the chair of COCTA, who is uh, um, un unfortunately uh, had to apologize uh, because of a um, uh, medical uh, uh, pro problem. Um, uh, she might um, uh, join us at, at some stage uh, if things um, have, have somewhat uh, assisted the actual um, medical uh, attendant. And, and um, we, we, we take um, kindly the fact that we had to uh, meet uh, at the time when all of us, uh, mainly from the parliamentary side, um, we ought to be uh, indulging ourselves uh, on uh, other uh, duties, but we are so pleased that we had to make this time uh, for us to uh, converge this way. Uh, so, so colleagues, uh, you are all welcome uh, as part of the meeting. Uh, Mr. Peter Paul, do you want to relate any uh, apologies? Yes, thank you, Chair. Um, good morning, members, and good morning, colleagues. Um, I hope I'm audible. Um, Chair, you have relayed to, to the meeting the apology from Ms. Mutambi. Um, I think we'll get um, confirmation later. She'll be able to join us a bit later. Otherwise, I also had an apology from Mr. Singh, but I'm pleased to see him on the platform. Um, Ms. Siaposengwe. Uh, uh, is unable to join the meeting due to ill health. Um, Mr. Zetem Lenza now uh, called to say that he will be joining the meeting a bit late um, because he's traveling. And as soon as he's able to um, secure a connection, he, he will be with us. Um, Chair, the last is from Ms. Mente, uh, who had a prior commitment, but as she had done in our last meeting, uh, Ms. And Shonyana, MP from the EFF, uh, will be on the platform um, to, to represent the, the economic freedom fighters. Chair, those are, are the apologies we have for the record. Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, I, I see they are well represented here. They, they have uh, some of their members in. So you are, you are all welcome, colleagues. As, as I've indicated, um, Honorable <laughs> uh, Matafa, you're welcome. Uh, we, we are going to receive uh, uh, the presentation from the Auditor General. Um, she is going to uh, be handling two presentations, uh, uh, one following uh, the other. And uh, in the main, uh, it's the uh, actual overall uh, presentation on the audit outcomes. Uh, for our uh, local government, the current uh, financial year in terms of the audit at uh, 2019-20. Uh, and uh, we are 
uh, at your mercy, uh, AG, more than welcome with your team. Over to AG. Thank you very much, Chair, um, and good morning to yourself, uh, the Honourable Chairperson of SCOPA, um, and to the Honourable Members of the different committees that are present represented here this morning. Uh, thank you for affording us the opportunity to share with you um, the, the output of our audits for the year ended June 2020 in the local government sphere. Um, and as you indicated, I will also share some insight on the work that we did on the real-time audits for the COVID-19 expenditures. Um, the 2020 audits for um, the year that's just gone past were conducted under the most extraordinary circumstances. The year ended in the midst of lockdown um, and the compilation of financials happened in that context, uh, as did the audits. Um, so credit to the people responsible for putting together financials on the part of the auditees, as well as the members of the audit office that helped us to conclude this work um, in the time that, that we've done it. Um, the, the work was done um, up to the mid-April, uh, where we started our analysis of the outcomes. So our report touches on um, an analysis that deals with 200 municipalities whose audits we had completed by mid-April. Since then, we've been able to complete more audits, and I'll share that detail with yourselves, um, so, so that we can have a much more complete picture. But the, the, the analysis that I'll share with you today focuses on the 200, and then we've augmented it for, for a key as, uh, aspect of the remainder of the audits. In starting the, the message for this year, we find it useful to go back to where we ended the last report on local government. The honorable chairpersons and members will recall that the now late AG Makwetu shared a report that he had titled, Not Much to Go Around, Yet Not the Right Hands at the Till. And in that report, he highlighted that local government finances are under significant pressure. He cautioned that we were still seeing a prevalence of short-term and costly solutions that were being applied to try and deal with matters, um, which tended to be inadequate and ineffective. Um, he highlighted the importance of supervision and monitoring being undertaken by all those responsible for running local government, be they people in senior manager, management of municipalities, the municipal managers as accounting officers, members of council, and all those that are responsible for conducting oversight on municipalities. In that message, there was also a very strong view about the need for preventative controls to be institu institutionalized and strengthened over time. And we undertook to continue with our work as an audit office in terms of supporting the system through our reports and our briefings. Um, and we um, uh, volunteered to, to do more in that regard. Um, and at that time, we were celebrating the recently uh, amended Public Audit Act, which was um, essentially giving us a tool that would help us to support accountability mechanisms in government. And I'll share that the output of that work with you when we get to towards the end of my presentation today. So where are we? A year following the 2018-19 audit report. In 2020, we're highlighting that, indeed, local government finances have continued to worsen. And I must then say that 
the 2020 financial year doesn't have the full impact of the COVID-19 pandemic and the lockdown provisions. It has about a quarter of that year affected by it. So at the end of 2020, there were 27% of municipalities already indicating that they themselves were concerned about their financial health. Um, so we, we, we suspect, and in fact, I think we can um, expect that the situation would have worsened when we look at the June 2021 financials. In 2020, the key aspects that led to municipal finances continuing to worsen were around revenue that would not be collected, um, creditors not being paid on time. So that was one of the major indicators that the system is under significant pressure. So creditors such as SARS, such as um, ESCOM and the water boards um, and other suppliers were not being paid on time. Um, we found that a large number of municipalities ended the year with a deficit in that their income was much less than their expenditure. Uh, many of them incurred unauthorized expenditure in the year uh, with an aggregated number of 14.6 billion rand. Because of these pressures, the uh, reliance on the equitable share and the conditional grants to fund the operations of the municipality continued to grow, with many municipalities relying on the equitable share and the conditional grant to pay salaries and to pay councillor remuneration. And this comes at a cost of not being able to deliver services and even of not being able to conduct the required maintenance on infrastructure, which then has a rolling effect on the ability to continue to deliver services in a way that's predictable and efficient. It's never been more urgent for us to deal with the financial management disciplines within local government, such that the diminishing resources that are available can then be used in the most optimal way. And unfortunately, we're still seeing that these financial management disciplines are pretty weak across many municipalities. A, a major indicator for us on the state of internal controls and financial management disciplines is the quality of financial statements that are submitted to us for audit purposes when we begin our audits. Only 28% of municipalities gave us quality financial statements at the beginning of the audit, meaning then that the vast majority of auditees did not have the critical disciplines weekly, monthly, quarterly, um, biannual uh, disciplines for presenting and preparing and presenting quality financial reports. They then rely on the audit process to um, compile financials to fix the misstatements that the auditors find throughout the audit process. So the good thing is that 30% um, of municipalities were able to respond to the errors that we raised. So the published financials at the end of the audit process are 50 and 58% of municipalities, those are credible. They've been able to benefit from the, from the um, audit process. However, what this, tell, this whole story tells us is that in too many instances, the key disciplines of how we manage financials um, and manage even performance, those are not in place. Another worrying indicator around the state of financial management in local government is the um, reliance, the continued reliance on using consultants to help municipalities put financial statements together. The honorable chairpersons and members will recall that this is an area we've raised before, and we've highlighted the, the uh, perils that go with over-reliance on using consultants. 
there's nothing wrong with looking for external um, uh, experts to help one deal with the more complex aspects of compiling financials. However, if year on year, the municipality relies on, on consultants to help them put basic financial statements together, then um, we this one let's just go to the consultant one yeah um so that is still in the context where um the, the financials don't improve <laughs> i think we're jumping